Welcome to the Pascal Ngwe Podcast. Pastor Pascal is the senior pastor of Alive Bible Church, a vibrant and growing church with branches across South Africa. Pastor Pascal is an anointed teacher of the Word of God who makes the Bible to come alive. Get ready to be empowered as you listen to the Word of God. I want to help you and myself to deal with delays. I've been sensing that there's a lot of delays in our lives. Delays, delays, delays. Not denials, but delays. There are delays. I've been looking at my life and I thank God for the things he has allowed me to do. But I also believe that Many more things could have happened by now, if not for the delays. And maybe you are here this morning or this afternoon, and you can also look at your life and say, but wait a minute, Pastor, I think you are right. I see many delays in my life. Anybody feels there are delays? Anybody feel like that? There are some delays. Right. I'm going to share some very quick, maybe like 10 minutes, really, by just now, we're going to be done. Genesis 15, verse 13. Let's talk a bit about delays. Then God said to Abraham, Know certainly that your descendants will be strangers in a land that is not theirs, and will serve them, and they will afflict them 400 years. Now understand, God appeared to Abraham in Genesis chapter 15 and it says to Abraham that you're going to have children. Your children are going to go to a foreign land and those, the, the people they're going to go to will enslave them for 400 years. And those people will afflict them for 400 years. Are you with me? When God is telling this to Abraham, Isaac is not born, Jacob is not born, the 12, Joseph is not born, nobody is born. But God prophesied the slavery of the Israelites in Egypt for 400 years to Abraham. He told him they will be there and even gave them the exact time they're supposed to be in slavery. 400 years. Which means sometimes even the oppression has a duration. Like you are going through a bad thing because this is an affliction. And God gave it a time frame. This is not the devil speaking. This is God telling Abraham. I mean, this is the all-knowing God. He's telling Abraham, look, your descendants are going to go to a land and they will be there for 400 years. My God. You are talking about my descendants. Can't you change the number? How about just 50 years? How about two years? 400 years. Do you know how long that is? That's a long time. Why can you say something like this, God? I'm saying even the oppression has a time frame attached to it. 
So the Lord says, I think in the New Testament, well, after you have suffered for a little while, there's a time frame. Now, so if you are a student of the Bible at that time, you will know there will be a problem, but that problem has a time frame attached to it. We will be there for 400 years. Are you with me? How do I know that? God said so. Now, let's come to Exodus 12, 41 to 42. And it came to pass at the end of 430 years. On that very same day, it came to pass that all the armies of the Lord went out from the land of Egypt. So, God said, 400 years. But these guys were there 430 years. <laughs> As you can see, that the breakthrough was overdue 30 years ago. years ago. You were supposed to be out. It was 40, 400 years. After 400 years, you're supposed to be out. But now, it's 401, 402, 403, 404, 410, 415, 420, 422, 425, 426, 430. On something God said 400. I would think 400 is a long time. These guys even added 30 years more to it. And I want to tell you something. The man that enslaved them had no intention. He was infinity. Do you get it? This thing was not 400 years at all for him. This is infinity. But going nowhere. Forever and ever. Oh, yes. Let my people go. Where? Nobody's going. No, the time is up. Who says so? Go and work. Delays. Delays. The time is up. According to the agenda of God, you're supposed to enter, but you are still out. God has given a time frame and according to that time frame you're supposed to be in. But you are still out. Not for one day. Not for one year. Hey, 30 years of delay on a word that came directly from the mouth of God. Don't joke with what I'm about to share with you. Because a lot of us are experiencing this is the people of God. The prophetic word came from the mouth of God, but it hasn't been fulfilled. The way God said so. David experienced delays in his life. In the book of Psalm 13, verse 1 to 2, the Bible says, David speaks, he says, How long, O Lord, will you forget me forever? How long will you hide your face from me? Look at verse 2. How long shall I take counsel in my soul, having sorrow in my heart daily? 
Look at his last, his last question. How long will my enemy be exalted over me? If it was for one year, I understand. Maybe that's the time frame God has given this guy to oppress me, to make my life a living hell. Maybe this is what has to happen. But how long must this happen? I mean, I can understand. Everybody falls sick once in a while, so I'm, I could also be sick. But how long will I remain sick? It seems like now my enemy is being exalted over me. It's like he's better off than myself. He's taking more than I am taking. I'm sensing something is not wrong. Like there was a time it was okay. How long will I rent from people? No, 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 by now. How many of you have had a year where you felt by now, by now, by now? Eh? Have you had something like that you felt by now, by now? Come on somebody, by now, by now, by now, by now, by now. You are not wrong at all. Oh. You are not wrong. And if you don't do something about this thing, one year will become two years. <laughs> and two years will become four years. And four years will become ten years. And ten years will become fifteen years. How long? How long? How long? Hmm? <laughs> Will my enemy allow that last line? It seems like my enemy is being exalted over me. The challenge is being exalted over me. The difficulty has taken a higher rank than me. The thing is traumatizing me and it doesn't want to go away. I'm talking to myself. It doesn't want to go away. I hear people give testimonies. A young boy of 17 years has stood here and has given a testimony of how God has helped him. I am 45 and I don't have one brick. I don't own one brick in my life. I'm about to celebrate 46 years in existence. I don't have a brick. How long? How long will this thing continue? You know, at the beginning, I thought it's just the way of life, you know. I thought, I thought it's just the times and the seasons. I thought, I thought it's just a matter of few more, a few more diplomas, a little bit of more go, going to acquire a few more uh, training here, uh, maybe fa- uh, uh, um, fixing more my makeup, learning to fine tune my makeup, maybe learning my body better. Uh, I thought maybe by now, maybe something. I think by now, at this time, it should be better here. Things are still staring at me the way they stared at me when it was 400 years. Did God lie to me? Did God lie to me? God didn't lie to you, my brother. You have to understand that just because God said something, (laughs) I pray that somebody will rise up in their spirit today. Because if you continue in the attitude you've been having, 
the oppressor will continue oppressing you and you are thinking he will get tired. As soon as he dies, the next one take over. When coronavirus is over, something else has come. It's not like we are now free. So let's look at, I told you I'm not going to preach for long. I had a lot to say, but it almost time to go. So I want to give you seven keys to fight delays. Oh, you are not excited, right? You are, you are hungry. No, somebody is asking, how long will the service last? How long? You are asking the wrong question. You are asking the wrong question. How long till we eat? Pastor, you said there's food. How long? Look at yourself. You are asking the wrong question. Rather ask the question, how long will I remain in this situation? Can I tell you something? I'm asking you, can I tell you something? A lot of us, when we are young, we think, I think it's coming. I'm too young. It's coming. So, let me be patient. It will come. So you wait for it to come. And it's not coming. (laughs) Your deception is you are thinking, I'm young. So, it's coming. Look around you and you see a lot of elder people that didn't have it. And I don't know why you think it cannot happen to you. I don't know why you think it cannot happen to you. Because they were also young like you before. And I think equally they also thought, it's coming. It's coming. Age doesn't bring things. Truth brings things. So I want to introduce you to small truth. How do I unlock speed in my life? Because some of us, where we are now, normal pace cannot work. I need a bit of speed. See, when you are driving the car, there's something called accelerator. If you press, it goes. You release, it, like it goes with, with you. you. You decide. The same road. One person is driving 120. One person is driving 30. You decide. The speed. You decide. I could be here sweating myself off thinking that you are delayed. Meanwhile, you are feeling, ah, the pace is okay. I think I'm enjoying. Ah, Pastor, I mean, I don't have a problem. I mean, this pace is actually fine. Maybe you are even happy that you still don't have this, you don't have this, you don't have this, you are not this, you are not. Maybe you are okay. And I'm the one killing myself on stage. He said, Muruti, preach a good sermon, eh? You got some gifts. I think you need to, you need to work for your gifts. <laughs> work for your gifts. My God. I'm here to help somebody. How do I engage speed? 
Because speed can be engaged. You can engage speed in your life. There's something called speed. Is there? There are principles that govern speed. And if you can learn them, <laughs> there can be faster results. Are you interested? First key. Gear one. Engage salvation. Everything begins with salvation. I'm not saying go to church, play church, look like church people, lift your hands like church people, (laughs) engage pure salvation. Salvation is not just about going to heaven. Salvation is God's system to bring speed into your life. <laughs> Thank you. John 6, 21. I read my Bible many times. I never saw this scripture. Never did I see this scripture before. When God revealed this scripture, I was like, wow! Do people know this? The Bible says, when they were willing to receive him, Jesus was on water. These guys were in the boat, trying to go somewhere, and the winds were batting them left and right. They couldn't go anywhere, and they were about to drown. And Jesus is coming, walking on water nicely. Relax. Apart from the storm, another ghost is not coming to finish us. He said, no, 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 relax. Kenna, it's me. The account of Luke is different from the account of John. The John says, when they realized it was Jesus, they said, then they were willing to receive him into the boat. They were in the boat. Jesus was outside the boat. And the boat was having all kinds of problems. The boat is not going anywhere. The boat is struggling. The boat is struggling. And Jesus is coolly cruising in the sea that is messing them up. When they were willing. When they were willing. To receive him. Where? In the boat. Not around the boat. A lot of us have allowed Jesus around the boat. He is not in the boat. He is around. I don't know, that's Jesus. But is he in the boat? The Bible says as soon as they receive him, 
immediately. <laughs> ah, oh my God. As soon as they receive Jesus, look at the word, immediately. They both was at the land where they were going. You know what I'm talking to myself. I'm talking to myself. <laughs> and then, these guys were going somewhere and they were never going to get there. Are you listening to me? And they were struggling, trying to get there. When they were willing to receive Jesus, where? In the boat. In the boat. Yeah, a lot of us haven't let Jesus in the heart. Yes. We haven't let Jesus in our lives. He is around, but he's not in. There's a difference. There's a difference. A person is currently sitting next to you, but it doesn't mean they are in your life. They are very close to you right now, but it doesn't in any way mean they are in your life. And there could be somebody close to you right now, but they are also in your life. There's a whole difference. Jesus only works speed when he is allowed in your finances. In your marriage. In your academics. In, 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 in. The reason there's a lot of slowness, he's not in, you see. He's not in. He's not in. He's around. But this morning, somebody's going to let him in. They say, immediately. I like that. I like that. I like that. And this is, this is John, a other phlegmatic or melancholic type of person writing. Yeah. Mark was a choleric. You read the book of Mark. Immediately appears more than 20 times. Immediately. 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 But John, oh, very cool. In the beginning was the word. The word was with God. The word was God. The word was with God at the beginning. I mean, he takes his time to talk to you. He takes his time to talk to you. But here, John is not taking his time. He says, immediately, immediately, this thing happens. Even John, who is taking his time, can clearly see that here something happened and that thing was a very strange thing that these people were going somewhere but immediately they were there. Somebody, the day you allow Jesus in, you will wake up. You will wake up and before you know it, you are in the place. You've arrived. You've arrived. You've arrived. And you can't even believe it. You've arrived. I said, wow. I'm here. I can't believe I'm here. Yeah. Immediately. So number one, engage salvation. Number two, engage conviction. Engage what? Conviction. Many people, the reason they haven't arrived, you see, they are not even sure that's where they are going. Do you get it? There's no speed because first of all, I'm not even sure that's where I'm going. There's 
There's too much confusion. There's too much hesitation. There's too much thinking twice. And all of those things are affecting the speed. It's too much. It's too much. Do you have conviction about that thing? Conviction means I don't have a lot of options now. Okay, let me give you an example. Seppo, come. Seppo, stand here. Hey, Seppo. Yeah. Come. Stand here in this square. Please stand here. Stand here. Come. Stand here. No, there, down there. Yeah. Come. Stand here. Mary, stand here. This brother wants to get married. All of you look at him, look at him. All of you turn and look at him. Turn and look at him. Turn and look at him. Do you Listen, listen. Do you think there will be speed? Will you have speed in this situation? A lot of us things are not slow because God hasn't provided. They say, you are too confused. You are all over the place and this is affecting the speed. There's no conviction. Thank you, my daughters. No, stay here. I don't say she's going anywhere. Do you understand? I could put career there. I could put anything around, you will see that the speed will be affected because there's no conviction. This is where I'm going. Do you understand? But Mary, come back. Let's now, let's now imagine that. Mary, stand here. Yeah. It's just an example. Do you understand? That's not. And she's from another branch. Yeah. First love, rivers of life. So, imagine now you look there. There's, there's nothing on the left. There's nothing on the right. Do you believe there will be speed here? There'll be speed. There'll be speed. There'll be speed. The same you, you want to finish the degree. 
The same you, you want to start a business. The same you, you want to start a tax shop. The same you, you want to do a driver's license. The same, you are all over the place. And your speed is reducing because it takes concentration to do all these things that you are trying to do. Thank you. Thank you. Now, engage conviction. I want to give you a revelation about conviction. Can I do that quickly? Our time is gone. Isaiah 1 verse 1. Who has believed our report? And to whom has the arm of the Lord been revealed? This is one of the most profound things Isaiah has ever written. Isaiah wrote a little powerful thing, but I love this. Because of the speed element that is hidden inside that verse. Isaiah is saying to us, <laughs> every time you believe the report of the Lord, every time God says something, and you believe what God has said. It's like God stretches his arm from wherever it was and he pushes you like this. I'm going to show you now. I'm going to show you how when the arm of the Lord is revealed, speed. But the arm of the Lord comes as a result of conviction. You've believed what God said. Let's read that quickly. First King 18, 44 to 46. Can we take the baby out, if possible, please? Then it came to pass the seventh time that he said, there is a cloud as small as a man's hand rising out of the sea. So he said, get up. Say to Ahab, Prepare your chariot. Prepare what? Prepare your chariot and go down before the rain stops you. Remember, it had not rained for three and a half years. Elijah went and prayed. Let there be rain. He prayed the first time, no rain. Second time. When he prayed the seventh time, a cloud came like a man's fist. Now they came to tell Elijah, look, there's a cloud. It looks like a man's fist. They said, ah, that's enough. Go tell Ahab. It's time to run. The rain is coming. Now, get your chariots ready. Because if you don't do, the rain is going to stop you. Like, the rain will catch up with you. So Ahab, Ahab is running, I mean, fighting the, for the rain to not catch you. Verse 45. Now, huh, it happened that in the meantime, the sky became black with clouds and wings and there was a heavy rain coming so Ahab rode away and went to Israel you know the rain is coming Ahab is running on the chariots and who told Ahab to run Elijah the prophet he says to him take, take off the rain is coming 
Make sure you are home before the rain hits you. Say with me, speed. Say with me, speed. Somebody wants to beat the rain. So, Ahab, for the six. Then, the hand of God. <laughs> the hand of God came upon Elijah. The person who made the prophecy said to Elijah, run away. And the person has got horses and, and a chariot. The hand of God came on Elijah. And he gave up his loins. And he started running. He ran and he overcame Ahab. Ahab that had chariots. And he raised Jezreel before Ahab. My God. <laughs> the hand of the Lord. The hand of the Lord. The hand of the Lord. The hand of the Lord came and revealed itself to Elijah. The hand of the Lord. The hand of the Lord touched Elijah. And Elijah had run the chariots. Who has believed our report? On whom shall has the hand of the Lord been revealed? When the hand of the Lord was revealed to Elijah, look at the result. A man had run chariots. Can you imagine? Ahab is still busy. And then he says, Ahab, he's, come on, come on. And Ahab is passing in front of him. I say, have you seen a man running faster than a horse? Have you ever seen a human being running faster than two horses? Because a child must have only two or three horses. And the child of the king could easily be four. But the hand of the Lord came upon one man. His leg became Lamborghini. His legs, his legs became Lamborghini. Receive speed in the name of Jesus. Receive speed in the name of Jesus. Receive speed in the name of Jesus. My God. My God. My God. I don't know how many years it has taken you. But if the hand of the Lord can rest upon you today, if the hand of the Lord can touch you today, you will be amazed at the speed. You will be shocked. You will be shocked at the speed. But the speed is controlled by what you believe. Your convictions. Your convictions. People of speed are people of faith. People of speed are people of the word. People who believe the report of the Lord. People who spend time getting the report right. Getting the right report. Once you get the right report, the speed comes to accompany you. Brothers and sisters, this chapel you are hearing about, chapel, we built them in less than two years. Including this building. 
construction started in 2022. I mean in 2020. Late, I mean May or June 2020. This is only 2023. In three years, we've built this building and four chapels. In three years. In three years. Please clap properly. Your God has done a great work. In three years. In three years. In three years. Without help from overseas. Without help from anybody. Just believing the report of the Lord. And the hand of God has come to perform. Amazing things among us. Who has believed our report? Give me my scripture. Who has believed? Who has believed? Who has believed? You see, Elijah kept speaking, but people were not believing. Just that Pastor Pascal is preaching, but who is believing? Who has believed our report? Who has believed? Who has believed? Whoever believed, to them, the arm of the Lord shall be revealed. And when the arm of the Lord is revealed, you better gauge your loins because there's going to be speed. Praise the Holy Ghost somebody. Pray the Holy Ghost, pray Wantada, wantada, karagata, ekrekasa kata kabrando kapanama, ekrakato kona mandala baba baba, embara mandala baba, embara dogo na yanda kabraska tange, embra kwake na mabando la mera yanama, 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 Jesus, oh Jesus. All people that don't have speed, they don't have faith. Check them. Check them. Check all of them. They have fear. Fear produces slowness. You are too careful. You are not sure. So you retreat. All slow people are fearful people. Fear is a robber. I've told you this before. It robs you of so many things that you could have had because you sit and think too much. You review too much. By the time you come to want to try to do it, it's too late. Yeah. Let me talk to you personally. Angela, can I talk to you personally? Stand up. There are things that at, after a certain age, no matter how much you want to do them, you cannot do them anymore. For example, to be a pilot, to be a pilot, not only in South Africa, anywhere on earth, to be a pilot, you must have joined an aviation school before you are 20. Or by 21. You can't come when you are 25, you are 26, and you say, no, no, I feel like flying. Fly where? 
To whom? With whom? The training alone is taking so long. You are not coming when you are 26. When will you be finished for you to start practicing? When? So you can have a willing heart. But it's too late. And that's the cause of delay. Delay is not just that. It's that you will not want the thing. But the time has passed. No matter how willing you are, the time has passed. That's why a spiritual person has an advantage that a non-spiritual person doesn't have. Because a spiritual person can learn other tricks. One of them is engaging the arm of the Lord. I'm already out of time. By world standard, I don't have a chance. I'm out. I should be taken out. But there's something called faith. Faith. Like you do mail or something. You believe that even though I'm out of time, even though all my chances are finished, God can still, God can still help. I man. God can still help me. I man. God can still help me. So, when God is not helping you, Angela, God is not helping you because you qualify. God is not helping you because you have the right age. God is not helping you simply because you believe his report. You believe that he, be- he can do it for you. So, his arm comes and pushes you a little bit like this. I don't know if you've ever had a competition of boat in the bathtub. We used to do that growing up. Everybody would bring their little plastic boat. And put your plastic boat. I put my plastic boat. We hit the bathtub water. And then the wave of the water. Everybody's. The boat that will reach the other side wins. And once in a while, once in a while, you can just push. You can just tap a bit your boat. And that little tap... Reality tap, the boat will pick some speed. I see like the Lord in heaven just want to tap. He just want to, he just want to tap you a little bit. He just want to tap you a little bit. Come on, take up some speed. Move a little bit. Move a little bit. Move a little bit. Move a little bit. Some of us, if we don't hit this revelation, are we out? I'm saying that people in this building, if you don't hit this revelation, that the arm of the Lord must be revealed to you to bring the speed of Elijah. Take your seat. Let's quickly close this. Hey, it's good. Let's go faster now. Number three, engage revelation. What is number one? What is number two? What is number three? Engage revelation. Jeremiah 1, 11 and 12. I feel so blessed. Moreover, the word of the Lord came to me saying, Jeremiah, what do you see? What do you see, prince? What do you see? What do you see? It matters. Speed is controlled by sight. 
If I put a blindfolding thing on your face and I say run, you will see that you will not run much. Because you can't see. You can't see. You can't see. Itumelen, speed is controlled by sight. <laughs> sight. What you see determines the legs. You know what some of us can, you don't have speed, you don't see much. You are not seeing a bright future. You are not seeing many possibilities. So you are taking your time. What do you see? What do you see? I don't know if you've ever seen two friends working together and both of them saw a hundred rent in front at the same time. My God. If it ever happened to you, make sure that that friend is not Shepard Lawrence next to you. Even me, his father, I don't think he will remember. I think he will remember after he had taken the hundred and a hey, by the way, daddy, are you fine? Are you, are you okay? Imagine you are with your friend. Both of you are hungry. And there's a 200 rand not just in front of both of you. What will happen? 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 happen? There will be speed. What you see determines your speed. What you see. What you see. Your speed. Your speed is very much controlled by your sight. When you see people always in a hurry, always moving, they see a lot of things. They see a lot of things. When you see people that are always slow, they take their time. Yeah. These are the people that attend their own wedding. Attend their own wedding. They are preaching now. I'm saying these are the people that attend their own wedding. Hey. He saw the girl too late. By the time he saw her, somebody saw her before him. So he's not coming. He's not coming to the wedding. But the wedding he's coming to was supposed to be what? His wedding. He's attending his wedding. Because of poor sight. Poor sight. You shall not attend another person's wedding. You will be in your wedding, your own wedding. What do you see? And I said, I see a branch of an almond tree. That's what I see. Look at verse 12. Then the Lord said to me, you have seen well. Give me King James of it. I like King James of it. <laughs> then the Lord said unto me, Thou hast well seen, for I will hasten my word to perform. I will perform quickly everything you see. Everything you see well. Everything you see well. I will be quick to perform it. 
I will be quick to perform. Everything you see well. He said, you have well seen. You have seen well. That's the day the Lord asked me to look at this woman. And then I said, my son, what do you see? I didn't see. I see Pumi. Stupid boy. He just said, I see Pumi. God is asking, what do you see? What do you see? I see a worshiper in the church. Oh, what do you see? Oh, what else? I see a sister, she just got metric. The less you see, the less the speed. I say, I see the bone of my bones. And the flesh of my flesh. And the Lord said, Thou hast well seen. I will hasten my word to perform it. What do you see? I see a brother. What do you see? I see a brother and he doesn't have a job. You're not seeing well. You're not seeing well. Everybody can see that the brother doesn't have a job. When you say he doesn't have a job, did you see anything special? Everybody can see that. Do you think God is asking you what do you see because he's blind? beyond what everybody is seeing? Can you see deeper than everybody else? One day I look at this guy and I saw a pastor. The day I saw a pastor and this guy, he was at a sound. At Sun City, he was doing sound. I saw a pastor and I called him Pastor Blessing. Is he not becoming a pastor today? What do you see? You see, it affects what comes. It affects what comes. It affects what comes. Some of us are specialists in seeing bad things. That's all you see. He doesn't have this. She doesn't have this. He doesn't do this. Hey, she doesn't do this. That's all you see. And because that's all you see, there's too much delay. 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 The sooner you see well, the better. And you'll be surprised. If you can see well, if you can see this thing well, God says, I will start performing it faster. Faster. So your prayer should be, Lord, open my eyes. Open my eyes that I may see. Pray that prayer now, everybody. Open my eyes. Open my eyes, Lord, that I may see. Lord, open my eyes that I may see. And answer well like Jeremiah. Open my eyes that I may see. Open my eyes that I may see. Lord, open my eyes 
I want to see, oh God. I want to see well. Open my eyes that I may see. Open my eyes that I may see. Remove obscurity. Remove distraction. Open my eyes that I may see. Open my eyes that I may see. Open my eyes that I may see deeply. In the name of Jesus. I really feel some of us are stuck right here, you know that. I wish I had them. I was going to pray for you guys. Yeah. I feel some of us are really stuck here. You don't see well. Even when something is great, you can't see. Yeah. The Lord Jesus spoke of people who have eyes, but they cannot see. Find that scripture for me. If you guys are still at work. Say they have eyes, but they cannot see. They cannot. You, you might think it's you might think it's obvious that you will see, but you'll be surprised. Many people can't see. They can't see. They can't see opportunity. So God cannot bring speed in the opportunity. People are always more than what you see. So you should be able to see deeper. You are here, you are the same leader. All you see is girls to sleep with. When God, when God sends a girl in your cell, all you are seeing is a sleeping partner. You, you look at a young boy, all you see is a boyfriend. You cannot see beyond certain things. It's like your whole, your whole sight is stuck on primary things. Hmm? How old were you when I prophesied that you'd be a pastor? Can you remember? If I remember well, I think I was 15, sir. Was 15 years old? 15 years old. I looked at a 15 years old boy and I said, Pastor Blessing. Don't be surprised. The church is full of young people. That's the grace God gave me. Where is Ross? Where is Ross? Ross. Here's Ross. Years ago, Ross, a small boy, I looked at him and I said, you know what, Ross? I feel that God is calling you to work for him. Do you remember that? Yes. More than once, I have told him that. And one day, Ross will become a preacher of the gospel. Yes. Where's Boyki? Boyki, where's Boyki here? Boyza, come here. That's another one. I see them when they are small. Small, 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 small boys. Yes, I saw him too. One day I was in his house. I was praying and God revealed him to me. And after the prayer, I called him. Before I left, I said, you know, God showed me something when I was praying in your house. Do you know that this and this and this and this? Do you remember that? Yes, sir. Yeah. And you'll be surprised tomorrow. He'll become a great man of God. And, and, and... It will shock, it will shock people 
But I saw it. I saw it. When he was a boy. That's what I'm talking about. Do you see in people? Can you look at a person that doesn't have a job? He doesn't even speak good English. But you see the potential in the person. And you see the person where you see the person exactly God created the way God created the person. Do, do you have that ability? Because this is why we miss God. And this is why there are so many delays. No, uh, uh, God is even telling me another one. We don't even see ourselves well. Ourselves. We don't see ourselves well. How much more others? How much more others? Always talking yourself down. Always saying that you are not good. Always saying that you can never achieve anything. You see, when you look at yourself, you see a failure. You see a fat person. You see an ugly person. You see a person who has never achieved anything. How do you think God is going to perform his will for you? It starts with us. I need to see myself well. Look at yourself. I am not this person Satan wants me to be. No. 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 And and once you see yourself better, I promise you, it's like magic. You start seeing other people a bit better. Yeah, when you look at the person, you see, you just see a lot of potential. Say, wow. You know, it's just like some of you. I feel if I really unleash what I see in you, you will run away from me. So, yes, yes, that's, I usually take my time. Like, I see usually further than where you are. When I'm talking with you, I've already seen quite a lot. But I'm afraid that if I really unleash myself the way I want to, hey, by the evening, you will, you will blow my number, you will say, yeah, yeah, this guy, no, no, it's too much, it's too much, it's too much. So I give time for you to buy into it a little bit before, before I strike. Before I strike. Praise the Lord. I pray that for you, one day God will say, Thou has well seen. Oh, thou has well seen. Thou has well seen. Because God is constantly asking you, What do you see? What do you see? What do you see? Okay, what do you see in your family? Ah, this family. Ash, it's a bad family. Everybody is poor. Oh, you haven't seen well, so I can't do much. I'll come later. God gives you a friend. What do you see? Ah, this guy, he talks about too many too many things. I don't, I don't, he likes challenging me. I don't like that. He's, he's, he thinks he's better. So you see, you're not seeing well. I'll come later when you see better. Hmm? Revelation. Revelation, revelation, revelation. From the word of God, and from your experiences. These are the keys of speed. Number four. I might as well give you these things. Eh? I might as well give them to you. Engage intercession. What is number one? What is number two? What is number three? What is number four? Engage intercession. Most people with that speed are prayerless people. I'm telling you now. 
them, do you pray? Ask them. Do you pray? Do you spend time? I'm not talking about prayer. You are praying in the church. Let us pray. Shamanama, shamanama. Everybody is doing it. I'm saying, do you pray alone? Mm. Isaiah 66 verse 8. Who has heard such a thing? Who has seen such things? Like this is very new. This is very strange. Shall the earth be made to give birth in one day? Extreme speed. <laughs> Barcelona speed. <laughs> one day. One day. Somebody has given birth in one day. They fell pregnant in the morning. By 12 o'clock, the baby was already fully developed. By 6 p.m., they gave birth to the baby. Who has heard such a thing? The speed is too much. Isaiah is the king of speed. I showed you another one, and he's giving you another one. Shall a nation be born at once? Speed. As soon as Zion was in labor, as soon as that speed, speed. Speed. As soon as Zion was in labor, she gave birth to her children. <laughs> I'm saying, all people of slowness, most of them, as I'm teaching, you just check your life. Vet my convictions or my points to your life. When I say salvation, have you allowed Jesus in, 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 in? When I say conviction, are you single-minded or double-minded or triple-minded? Eh? When I say revelation, how do you see things? Now I'm saying intercession. Do you have a strong prayer base? This is why there's no speed or very little speed. Because things must be given birth to. Yes. You must learn to enter your labor room, close the door, and start pumping the children out. Everything that God is going to give you will come from you. That's, look, that's the only time we can say it's yours. Why can't you? Zaza, come. Come, baby. Come. Do you know why, if I ask you, whose child is this? Whose child is this? You see, you don't doubt it. Thank you, baby. You will not doubt to say she is my child. Why? Because she came from me. You own the things that can be seen. She shall give it to her children. Things that you give birth to in prayer are really yours. No matter where you go, they'll follow you. They are yours. 
You brought them forth. It's just like a mother that brought forth her children. The children can never say that they are not. This is, come, come my son. This is Israel. If I ask you whose son is this, you will never think twice. You know he's my son. Immediately. Why? I brought him forth. This is my firstborn. I'm in ministry. Here he is in ministry. I'm in Lidak. My son used to love Sun City. I said, Sir, let's go to Lidak. He's in Lidak now. He's enjoying Lidak. Wherever I go, he follows me. That's how the things you bring forth are. Wherever you go, they follow you. Because they are yours. They are yours. They are yours. So we need to be people of speed and people of prayer. I'm sure you remember that Elijah was a man of prayer. In fact, he is known for his prayers. In the book of James 5, we are referred to Elijah as Elijah was a man of like passions, but he prayed. That speed he got where he overtook the chariots was coming from a place of strong prayers. He was praying for a long time. Cannot be a woman of speed if you are not a woman of prayer. I don't want to lie to you. You are just wasting time because the forces fighting you are not physical. They are not physical. The things that are actually on your way are not physical. And you don't have a prayer altar. You are sleeping the whole night. You are sleeping. When you are supposed to fast, you don't you eat. You see, the, the prayer altar is too weak to bring things to, to, to come to pass. It's like a womb of a child. A girl has a womb. If I call Zion again, she has a womb. But can she give birth? Why? The womb is too small. Do you understand? And some of us, we are spiritual babies. You can't give birth because the womb is too fragile. So you need to build yourself and reach a level of maturity where you can actually give birth to something. <laughs> like something can come out of you and exist and move around. They can say that this is, this is actually something that came out of me. Otherwise, you will keep envying the things of others for the rest of your life. Yeah, you spend the rest of your life desiring what this one has, what that one has, what that one has, what that one has. You'll be looking at everybody's stuff. Meanwhile, you could enter a room and build your own capacity and get your own things. Number five, engage imitation. Imitation. It's called the art of copying. There's no speed without copying somebody. As a matter of fact, <laughs> the best you are at copying, the faster you go. <laughs> and the slower you are at copying, the slower you go. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. In fact, in my opinion, that's the master key. 
Yeah, on all the seven, the master key is become a master copier. If you're going to have speed, who are you copying? Maybe that's why there's no speed. There's nobody you are learning from. There's nobody you are trying to emulate. There's nobody you are imitating. That's why there's no speed. Mm. You know why you lead songs a little bit better? You lead them because you try to sing exactly like what you are hearing. And by trying to do exactly what you are hearing, but just by virtue of copying exactly what the person is doing, speed starts coming your way. You, you become fast. You start doing things like if you had to learn it by yourself, it would take you a very long time. A very, very long time. So every time I see people that are struggling to get results, I'm just looking at people who, have, who are too proud to copy. Now they are just too proud. They copy nobody. Me, I copy Bishop Dakiwad Mills. The t-shirt you are wearing, I copied from him. Yes. The stage. I cop- this stage, I copied the church in Nigeria. Yes. Hey, let me tell you. You see, you see this? I didn't invent it all. I was browsing. I saw a chair. I said, ah, this is nice. Screenshot. 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 I sent to my designer. Can you do this? Say, no, let's work on it. We started working on it. Here is my own. Yes. The lights are copied from Tracy. The chairs you are sitting on are copied from Tracy in Pretoria. The pulpit are copied from Pastor Cesar Castellano in Bogota, Colombia. This one are copied from Colombia. The tiles. I copied from Lad House. And I didn't copy well. I discovered that up here is white. Down is black. I only discovered later when the camera went on. So I said, hey, I miss it. <laughs> Pastors being on stage, I copied Bishop David to a depot. I just enjoy copy. If I don't tell you, you will never know. And let me give you a secret. Everybody copies everybody. Ah. Okay. Did you invent this hairstyle? Tell me the truth before God right now. Did you invent this hairstyle? No, sir, I did not. What did you do? I copied, sir. Thank you so much. Did you invent this hairstyle ever since we were born? Nobody has ever done this hairstyle. You are the first to do it. No, sir. What did you do? I copied. Thank you. Did you invent this hairstyle that you are wearing now? No, sir. What did you do? I copied. Okay, so we are all copiers. So when I'm saying I copied, you are saying, Hey, Muruchi, I thought you were hearing from God. That's my hearing from God. My hearing from God is I copy. That's my hearing from God. I copy. Mm. 
I copy the screens. Don't you like the screens? <laughs> if I come where you are, just hide your things. If you don't hide them, it's, it's over. <laughs> hide them far. <laughs> and even if you hide them, I'll send my cameras. <laughs> I have my sons here, I'll send them first. They will copy everything you are doing that you will not even know when, <laughs> by the time we are done. By the time you open your eyes, you are doing exactly what you are doing. There's a day I copied the church, they removed me from their group. Yes. I was in a particular group. And I heard them saying, Father's Day, we're going to do this, 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 we're going to do this. I took all their ideas. Sunday morning, I called my team, Sunday morning. These people have been planning for weeks. Sunday morning, I called my guys, say, buy this, buy this, buy this. That same afternoon, they saw the pictures of what they were talking about in the group. They saw those pictures on our Facebook page. By six o'clock, they removed me from. The, they didn't even. They didn't even ask me. They, I just came and I realized I'm no. In, I'm no more in the group. No, that's the only way to deal with me. Take me out. If you let me in, by the time you open your eyes, I have copied a few things from you. And that's why I keep moving. The day you stop coping, you start dying. Mm. First Corinthians 4, 16 and 17. Therefore, I urge you. Look at it. <laughs> what does it mean to urge? Like to compel, to encourage strongly somebody. I urge you, imitate me. I wish my sons will copy me the way I copy other people. Paul was begging these guys, I beg you, imitate me, copy me. Don't be too clever. Copy. You are working somewhere, there's a lady there that does things better than everybody. Stop being jealous at her. Copy her. Copy. Me, I'm never intimidated by somebody's success. I humble myself quickly. Very, very, very quickly. I have learned from my sons many times. Many times. They will do something I've never done. How did you do this? I want to know how to do it. It's pride that kills us. We're too proud. We are too proud. We copy from nobody. Fabricate things that never work. Hmm? Look at me. I'm in Kalanyoni, in Lidak. I'm copying a church in Ghana. I'm copying a church in uh, Lagos. I'm copying churches in America. I'm even copying a church in Colombia. From Kalanyoni. You are too proud. He says, I urge you, imitate me. Look at verse 617. And he said, this is what I'm going to do. He says, for this reason. Which reason? Which reason? That I want you to copy me. For the reason that I want you to copy me, I have sent Timothy. I'm sending somebody to you that has best represented who I am. I'm so determined that you should copy me. 
I'm sending Timothy, who is my beloved and faithful son in the Lord. Faithful means he's the most accurate in terms of what I'm doing. He said that he will remind you of my ways. As I teach everywhere. So Paul wanted all the churches to imitate him. He said, okay, you guys are, are a bit slow. Let me send my best product to you. He's going to fine-tune you a little bit. He's going to show you what you should do. For some of you, God has sent me to be a Timothy. Like, like Timothy has come to show you, you know what? This is how the father does it. He does like this. He does like this. Actually, the father is a man of speed. And he is into salvation, co-conviction, revelation. What else? Intercession. Now what? Intim- imitation. I'm just representing the father to you today. If you can accept me as Timothy that God has sent to you. Bishop Doug, or some of his sons are like my Timothys. Sometimes a book is your Timothy. Sometimes a video is your Timothy. Sometimes an actual person is your Timothy. If your eyes are open to see well. Among ourselves, even here in the church, some are a bit advanced than others, but the pride will cause you to not learn from them. You will never ask a question. How do you get, how do you organize people? How do you make, do outreach? How do you do yourself? How come your cell is always nice? I see your pictures, they are always nice. How come your people always come? When we have to do t-shirt, you guys always get t-shirt done quick faster than everybody. How do you guys do it? Nobody asks no question. Nobody copies. That's why the results remain poor. These very t-shirts are copied. There's a young man from Lidak that is now in Pretoria there. I connected with that boy and I humbled myself. I said, my brother, please teach us. He's been helping us. I don't mind humbling myself. If that can help me move. People are too proud, that's why they don't move. Hmm? Number six. Avoid procrastination. Stop procrastinating. People that will have speed cannot continue procrastinating. Procrastination means you keep putting to another day what you're supposed to do. You keep changing the deadline. You keep changing the day you're supposed to do it. How will you have speed? Huh? Small driver's license, already five years. We are trying to have a driver's license, five years. Every year. New Year's resolution, driver's license. From January. No, I will do in, I will do in February. February. Go March, go March. March, we're going to march. We're going to march to the driving school. We are marching to the driving school. We are marching, we are marching. April, hey, winter, winter, Baba. Let's, let's wait after winter. Come on, 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 come on,
After winter, ash, the wind. Ash, the pay for, the pay for. It's too wind. Who the pay for? Procrastination. <laughs> That's why you don't have much. Yeah. I've learned something, Angela. People of results are people of speed. Yeah, it is one of the things that I can tell you. All people that have results, they have an element of speed. Cheetahs, lions, you know, people that have results, they have a lot of speed. Even when they come on TV, you like watching them. You like watching the speed. Yeah. The slower a person, the poorer the results. Slow people are even slow when they are walking. Yes, yes, like, no, they don't, they don't, they're not fast. I'm just going to buy bread. What is the rush? Then they arrive there. Hello. How is today? Ah, ah we are trying. It's so hot. Anyway, I want a loaf of bread. Do you have achar? The way they walk is slow. The way they talk is slow. The way they think is also slow. That's why it's taking a lot before they get results. Because they are too slow to think so they usually end up procrastinating because they realize, ah, no, 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 I don't think I can do it today. It's too late. No, it's too late. Let's do it tomorrow. Then tomorrow they wake up late. 12 o'clock. Yeah. They procrastinate brushing their teeth. They procrastinate. Yes, 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 yes. They procrastinate everything. They procrastinate cleaning the house. They procrastinate washing the dishes. They procrastinate washing their clothes. They procrastinate make everything is procrastination. And, and I feel that some of us here we procrastinate a lot. We procrastinate a lot. Like, a lot of things that were supposed to have happened already haven't happened simply because you keep pushing to the other day, to the other day, to the other day, to the other day, to the other day. That's why we are here. That's why we are here like this. That's why we are here like this. Yeah. Mm. And there's no speed. I hope you realize that something I was supposed to do yesterday that I have pushed you today has brought... Uh, look at what Jesus says. Matthew 6, 34. Look at what Jesus says. I'm almost done anyway. Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow. Eh? Why are you planning for... Worrying about another day means you are, you, are, you are putting your thoughts on another day. To worry means to think about something. So you are already sending thoughts on tomorrow. That's a master procrastinator. Why? Tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. Let me give you the revelation. 
every day has enough for it. When you take the troubles of today, you send them to tomorrow. You have made tomorrow more troublesome. Then you take the troubles of tomorrow, you send to the trouble of the next. You have made even more troublesome. And this is what causes your life to have little speed. Because now you are here, then you still have to do driving lessons, you still have to do this, then they, they, everything becomes slower. Somebody is breaking free here in the name of Jesus. Last one. Break traditions. What is number one? What is number two? What is number three? What is number four? What is number five? What is number six? What is number seven? Break traditions. <laughs> you know, dear brothers and sisters, a lot of slowness is connected to traditions. Yeah. Traditions are things nobody has ever engaged. Nobody has ever shall not engage, challenge yeah. this thing. Yeah. That this thing that I keep obeying. By the way, who came with who came up with this thing? Traditions, though. You'll be surprised how traditions will kill your life. Your life will finish there because you are obeying traditions. You are obeying traditions. Am I against our ancestors? No. But I'm saying, learn to challenge things. Is this thing adding value to me? Am I going anywhere as I'm trying to obey this thing? Some of the things that we are trying to obey are the reasons why life is not moving one second. Nothing is moving. And you are holding tightly to this. No, this is how it was done since the days of old. Uh-huh. Since the days of old, did they have the cell phone you are having today? Did they have the knowledge? You are having so much, but you are still doing it like that way. Traditions. Unless you break free from some of them, there will be no speed. There will be no speed. I promise you that you will not be able to sustain speed for a long time. Yeah. I'm not saying go and fight your ancestors, this and this and I'm just telling you, learn to challenge things and ask yourself, what am I getting from this thing? Yes. Let me give you one last verse as we close. Hebrews 12 verse 1. I hope you've enjoyed the, the, seven, the seven keys in, in bringing speed into your life. Therefore, we also, since we are surrounded by such great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight. 
in my opinion, nothing is more weightier than traditions. Mm. A lot of you don't have land, but if I can count the money you have spent on funerals, money you have spent on unveiling, unveiling of tombstones, money you have spent on all kinds of things, buying of, of goats to slaughter, buying of this, if, if, I, if we can take all that money and we put it together, you'll be surprised at what we can achieve with that money. There's a weight that is just on, on you like that. There's a weight. You can't move fast because there's a weight. There's a weight. I never forget a funeral I attended, guys. First of all, the spending in the funeral was overwhelming. I couldn't believe it. For somebody who has died, we are spending like this. Then we're going to stay with debts to start with. But the thing that hit me a lot was a very nice blanket. The blanket, I'm telling you, it was, you know the texture, that good blanket, very nice. They took that blanket like that. My God. They put on top of the coffin. And they started lowering the whole thing. I said, my God. What's happening? Who needs this blanket more? Okay, let's leave it. I don't, I don't know. No, some of you, you are already angry with me. I can already see, I can already see your anger. And this is why we don't have speed. Because we don't challenge anything. We don't ask any questions. Me, I'm asking you a question. But maybe you will answer one day. When, when a blanket is bought, what is the purpose of a blanket? Huh? To cover people, protect them from coldness now somebody has passed away we feel bad already but we are the very same people who took him to the mortuary do you know a place colder no no oh, oh, okay let's another no okay, it's fine. It's okay. no i'm trying to show you something we are the very one. We took this person. We took him to a mortuary. We blasted him with Alaska, Alaska ice. Proper, proper. Eh? Then we take him out. All of a sudden, we forget what we just did to him now. And when we were giving him that ice, we didn't bring any blanket on him. We didn't do anything to him. All of a sudden, now we take him and we put clothes on him. And I said, No, he's cold. He's, he's very cold. Then, first of all, he's inside the coffin. Then we put the blanket on top of the coffin. Like, hard 
will die help this person. I don't know. I just feel that blanket could have brought a bit of speed over here. And those other things, I'm not, I mean, I feel for our people, we must honor the people, no problem. But I'm saying sometimes we just take it too far. That in the process, we try to give them speed when we become slower. We, we that are still here, it's worse for us. It's worse for us. It's worse for us. How many homes don't even have money to buy food, but they'll buy a goat and slaughter a goat? People are hungry, but we are buying a goat. Break from tradition. It's, 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 it's weight. And you know, weight brings slowness. Yeah. I, I'm an African. I hope you realize that. I'm more African than many of you. I mean, my skin is clear. You can see I'm an African. So I don't even know why you are feeling some way. I'm not colored. I'm not white. Pure African. From pure, I'm, from, I'm from a village myself. Yes. So when I'm talking to you, I'm telling you now these things will slow you down. It will slow you down. Yeah. Look at, look at how many of our daughters, we can never marry them. Not that you don't love her. When you look at the weight that is coming from this girl. Hmm? They will ask for all kinds of things. Everybody will wake up. Everybody will wake up all of the sudden. Yeah. If she went to university, you are finished. You are finished. She might not even have studied a course that will bring any food in the house. She went and studied oceanography. Oceanography. <laughs> Oceanography. Yeah. She did a study of ants. Behavioral patterns of ants in summer and winter. Yeah. Demography of ants. How many ants are in this region? And what causes ants to outgrow the region and to start finding other regions? These are the things that people go and study at the university. Then they now come and hit you with a lobola list. My daughter went to university. How many daughters could be married today if the weight of Lobola was out of the picture? Many, right? Many, many daughters will be married today if people didn't have to worry because by the time you are done paying that Lobola, you haven't even started thinking of buying land. You're going to go and rent you are, that the thing is getting harder. There's no speed. You are slowed and slowed and slowed. This is why we are here. This is why some of our, our parents couldn't get married. It was too complicated. 
People are unreasonably difficult. They ask for things that were never asked when it was their turn. And you can't say anything. It's a tradition. Do you want, oh, so you don't love her. And that's when I, you see, they, mean, they bring the car that you don't love her. You see? Sisters, that's why some of you are not married. Because if it was that, if you love this person, just say, I love you, I love you, go and start your life together. Many of you will be married by now. Oh, don't you think so? You will be married. The money of Lobola could be used to start buying a small plant or just a small car. Don't you think that will bring a bit of speed? Even if I've said it, when my daughters are getting married, you bring Lobola for me. It's not a... It's, 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 just, it's just a message. I'm just preaching. No, no, no. I'm just, you bring Lobola also. Because for their mother, I paid. So you also, you bring something. It's not a problem. After all, we cannot say no to these things. <laughs> the last weight, the last weight that has brought slowness in our life is sin. Do you see? It's right there. Sin. Sin. Sin ensnares us. Have you seen a prey ensnared? Can it run? Can it go anywhere? Sin ensnares us. Sin is the reason behind the undoing of many believers. Never having speed. Nobody knows what they are doing, but they don't have speed in the open. They don't have speed. There's no speed. Things are harder, more complex, more harder than going to the moon and back. You can't unravel the hardness. You can't even know what is going on. Yeah. Sin. It ensnares us. Look at it. He says, let us run. Speed. You can't run if you are having weight. You can't run if you are ensnared. You can't. You can't. You can't. People think, ah, the church is trying to control us. They don't want us to enjoy. Look at the verse. Sin is going to ensnare you. It's going to reduce your speed. You'll be trying to move. You know, one day, when we were at Sun City, there's a girl that came to my office there, and I was counseling her. As this girl is sitting in front of me, and I'm counseling her, as I have a vision of the girl that is sitting in front of me. She, I see her in a vision. She's running, and I see the same girl on the road tripping herself. And, and she falls, and she starts laughing at herself. I said, wow. I said to my dear, let me tell you something. As I'm sitting here with you, I just saw you in a vision. You were running to go somewhere, and your very self tripped yourself, and you fell, and you started laughing at yourself. Hey. 
What was God telling me? Her undoing is her own fault. Yes. That thing you are trying to help her on, she is responsible herself of the thing. I think I'm talking to myself at this time. We are no more together. People have brought slowness to their own lives. Themselves. 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 Hmm? Themselves. There are things when you are doing them, nobody needs to be there to see you doing them. But I'm telling you, that thing you are doing there is going to greatly affect your speed. It will. It will. You might think you are clever today, but you will see tomorrow. After a while, man, you haven't moved one inch. You haven't moved two inches. You are still in the same spot. You are just wearing different clothes, but it's the same you. Praise the Lord. If there is sin this morning, there is something called the blood of Jesus. It can cleanse us. It can wash us. Give me first John. Can we stand on our feet, please? Give me first John 1 9. Look at it. Can we say it together? Because I believe, hey, we are all in this. I'm saying we are all in this. This one. We are all here. All of us. Yeah. I'm not here to condemn any of us. God is here to help all of us. Amen? Yes. There's always a way out. When God shows you something, there's a way out. There's a way out. So, can we say the verse together? One, two, three, let's go. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. And to cl- he forgives us our sins. Do you get it? Then he cleanses us. Cleanses us. So you see, by the time God is done, it's as if you never did anything. Because when you are cleansed, it means they remove the thing. So he forgives you and he cleanses it. Gives you a fresh start. Brand new chance to do it again. To go again. Praise the Lord. And that is, you see, you might not have the weight of traditions, but we all have the weight of sin in us. And that thing is a serious weight. And God will like to remove it from our lives. Now, God can forgive you, but it doesn't mean the thing has stopped. Sin is only destroyed through discipleship. Like, you need to be working with, somebody has to help you. Yes. There are certain sins that some of us here you are committing that unless you become accountable to somebody, like you allow a person into your life and the person start helping you deal with this problem, it will never go away. Which means a certain degree of speed will never enter your life. The thing can stop, but you need to allow somebody. Not everybody, but there must be at least one person Man, no matter how you are hiding your sickness, you are, by all means will enter the practice of a doctor and you will tell him what is the problem. Yeah. 
if you want to stay alive. Yes. And I'm saying, if you want to stay alive spiritually, there must be at least one person that you can go to and say, you know what? Here's the problem. Please help me. How do we deal with this? Go to somebody who will not judge you. Go to somebody who will not make you feel better about yourself. But somebody who will take you by the hand and say, let's start a journey of restoration and healing. But for the time we have right now, I just want us to pray this scripture. God says, if we, if we confess, he is faithful to forgive us and to cleanse us. But I repeat as well, it doesn't mean the sin is going away. Do you get it? For the sin to go away, you need to engage discipleship. Meaning there must be one person that you are confiding to. And then we have shepherds, we have shepherdesses, we have cell leaders, we have people of authority that can help. When they can't help, I step in and we, my wife is here, Pastor LP is here. We can all help. LP come. We can all help you. That, that is what this thing is all about. A family that cannot help each other is not a family. Do you get it? And, and we want to be able to help each one of us. But I'm saying, look at all of us here. If, if it now has to be, we have to do all uh, one-on-ones for everybody. How many years before we are done? So we have a system. The shepherds, the shepherds, all the cell leaders first. Start there. Some cases, the cell leader will not help. I can tell you now, right now, right now. Go straight to your shepherd. Talk to your shepherdess. Let them start helping you. But by all means, let's deal with the weight. Yeah. Let's deal with the weight. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Let's raise our hands to the Lord. I just want to pray for you. Father, in the name of Jesus, this morning, I pray for my brother and my sister. Lord, we are standing here. We've been here since morning. I mean, this is a proof we really want to be here. Thank you for giving us the strength to be here until this time. Lord, right now, I pray for my brother and my sister. We ask for forgiveness of all our sins. The ones we know, the ones we don't know. The ones we remember, the ones we don't remember. Father, this morning, please be gracious to each one of us. Cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Everybody open your mouth and begin to pray. Raise up your voice and ask God to forgive you. Some of us are carrying bitterness in our hearts. Raise up your voice and ask God to forgive you. Some of us are carrying anger in our hearts. Raise up your voice and say, Lord, forgive me. 
Some of us are carrying heavy offenses. You are heavily offended. Bring your heart to God. Render your heart to Jesus. Here's my heart, Lord. Here's my heart. Paleba rekatolama. Palebra bazoria rasta katelema. Pela bandole bazeria rasta kata. Oh, leka bahanta. Father, I confess my sins. Father, I do not hide my sins from you. My sin have I confessed before you that you may be found just when you judge. Against you, Lord, you only have I sinned and committed these things, O God. I'm angry at my brother standing next to me. I'm angry at my sister standing next to me. I'm angry at my wife. I'm angry at my husband. I'm angry at my mother. I'm angry at my father. I'm angry at my sister. I'm angry, Lord. Pakatola, Lebrarera, Sekatala Masolema, Periaranda La Bazoriam. Father, wash away this sin. Remove this sin in my heart. Patch me, oh God. Wash me, oh God. Cleanse me, oh God. Give me a forgiving heart. Oh, my shepherd has angered me. Oh, La Katala Masolema. My shepherds have angered me. LP has angered me. My pastor has angered me parosta katela lebrenda rabazola kabasho lemanda la male paria ronda la mam my hands are raised because i surrender akale basolema i give you my heart my heart is exposed to you my hands are raised and i say here's my heart here's my heart forgive jesus forgive us forgive us lord forgive us lord have mercy on us have mercy on your people have mercy have mercy have mercy in jesus mighty and precious name we have prayed amen with every head bowed and every eye closed if you are in this place today I want to ask the people that are sitting on this front row to just find another place to move to that other corner all of you that are standing in this right in this front place just move to the corner everybody close your eyes everybody bow your head if you are not in the front row if you are in this place today you are not born again and you've seen delays in your life you've seen that you been stagnant and you say this word is for me this message is for me my life is changing my life has changed i don't know what next step i need to do i want to engage all this this gifts that god has given us through our pastor i want to start with the gift of salvation i'm not born again i don't know what is salvation i want salvation in my life pastor has spoken and he said the first key to break free from delays is to engage salvation engage the gift of salvation. What does it mean? It means you must be born again. Be born again. Be born again. Give Jesus your heart. Give him your life. Surrender to him. You are in this place today. You are not born again. You are saying, Pastor, I want I want Jesus. Pastor, I want to be saved. Pastor, I don't want delays in my life anymore. Pastor, I want to surrender my life to Jesus. I want him to have my life today. If that's you at the count of three, I want you to lift up your hand high. There's power to deliver you today from delays. There's power to save you. The word has power today to save you from any and all forms of delays. You are saying, I want salvation. At the count of three, lift up your right hand and we are going to pray with you. One, two, three. Raise up your hand high. You are saying, I want to be born again. Raise it up. 
Raise it up. You're saying, Pastor, I want to be born again. I see hands going up all over the, place, the, the building. You're saying, I want to be born again. I want to surrender my life to Jesus. Raise it up. Don't be ashamed. Yes, yes, you can raise your hand. You can raise your hand. I see your hand. God bless you. God bless you as you're raising your hand. Thank you. You can put your hand down. You're saying I'm here. I'm born again, but I'm separated from Jesus. Maybe because I've been procrastinating. Um, maybe because I've been, I've been, I've been, you know, I haven't been praying. I don't have an intercession life. I don't have a prayer life. I want to know how to pray. I want to stop procrastination. I've been disconnected from Jesus Christ. I'm born again, but I'm far from God. I'm born again, but I'm far from the word of God. I want to come closer again. I want to pray again. I want to recommit my life to Jesus. I want to break free from delay. I want speed to be retained in my life. You are here. You are saying, I want to recommit. At the count of three, raise up your hand also. And we're going to pray with you. One, two, three. Raise up your hand. You're saying, I want to recommit my life to Jesus. Don't be, don't be too hard. Don't, don't harden your heart when you hear the message. You know that this word is for you. You know that you've been circling around the same mountain. You know that there's no speed in your life. Although you are born again. Although you've been praying. Although you've been going to church. But you have your you've been stuck somewhere in your life you are saying I want to break free raise up your hand, don't be ashamed, don't care about your neighbor, don't look around, don't focus on the person standing next to you you say today is my day, today is my day, I don't know about you but this word is for me too, raise up your hand if you're saying today is my day hallelujah, if you've lifted up your hand for any of these articles, I want you to do the last thing, I want you to take your belongings and take and come and join me right here, hallelujah, church put your hands together for them, every one of them that lifted up their hands come take a bold step and join us here come take a step come come you lift up your hands to jesus come you're saying this word is for me today was for me today's service was for me today's word was for me come, come. You're saying, I want to be born again. I'm engaging the gift of salvation. I'm engaging the gift of, of, of every gift that pastor has shared with us today. I want to be fully engaged in that. Put your hands together for them, church. I see our elders coming. It's never too late. It's never too late to give your life to Jesus. It's never too late. It's never too... This is the first key, the first step for deliverance in your life. Church, put your hands together for them. Put your hands together for them. Put your hands together for them as they're taking a bold step. They're standing for Jesus. They're taking a bold step for Jesus. Come on, church, celebrate them. Celebrate them. Celebrate them. Celebrate them. Hallelujah. I can tell you right now, this step of faith has, is breaking right now. Immediately. Immediately. Every delay. Immediately there's speed returning in their lives. If you know that you should be here and you are there, I'm making this last call to you. When you hear the message, don't harden your heart. Perhaps this is just the step you needed to take so that your life can make progress. You want to make progress. You, you don't want to be in the same step, in the same place again. I'm giving you that opportunity. Come. Wherever you were, come and join these people here. You're saying this word is for me too. Even if you're a cell leader already, even if you've been leading already, even if you've been coming to church for a while, you're saying today is my chance. Today is my opportunity. Yes, they're coming. Put your hands together for them as they take a bold step. You're saying it's for me. I don't want to harden my heart. Don't be proud. I don't want to harden my heart. is open to what Jesus. Come on, put your hands together for them. They're coming. Church, celebrate them. Celebrate them. They're coming. 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 Yes, I see more of them coming. They're coming, they're coming, they're coming. They're coming, they're coming, they're coming. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah.
I want you to know that you have come to Mount Zion. Hallelujah. Amen. I want you to stretch out your hand high. You are standing before Jesus. You are reconnecting to Jesus Christ. Lift up both hands to Jesus this morning. Lift up both hands to Jesus today. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Help them. Hallelujah. Help them lift up their hands to Jesus. You are making this commitment to Jesus. Your names are being written in the Lamb's Book of Life. Hallelujah. I want you to repeat after me. And, and, and those of you that maybe cannot speak English, you can repeat after to him hallelujah i'm gonna speak in english and i want us to really make this commitment to jesus say after me dear lord jesus i give my life to you today i believe you died for me say it again and on the third day you rose again that I might be justified right now I believe my sins are forgiven I'm justified by your blood I'm, I'm saved. I'm born again. I'm a child of God. I am free from the power of sin to serve the living God. Thank you, Jesus, for receiving me. Thank you, Jesus, for restoring me. Thank you, Jesus, for saving me in, in Jesus name Amen. Amen Thank you for listening May God bless you Remember to subscribe to receive our latest service notifications and to share the link You can also watch our pastor Pastor Pascal live on our Facebook page Alive Bible Church HQ or on our YouTube channel, Alive Bible Church SA. Remember, you are alive to give life.